G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Just recently, we drew attention to a significant injustice that was unfolding in the state of Victoria and involving the Victoria Police. A Conservative speaker visiting Australia to address a gathering in Melbourne attracted the ire of a violent mob that goes by the name of Antifa. Well, it was a private function, and with a mob of protesters threatening guests, attendees needed police protection from the violent mob or from the potential for violence. Now, you may remember the incident. The way the police dealt with the issue was to send a bill for the protection of the private gathering, and that was a bill of $67,000. Now, in Victoria, it would appear... And there's been a lot of criticism of Victoria Police, but it's a little bit like becoming legal for a mob to block major roads or intimidate and harass attendees and even willfully damage private property or with the approval of the Victoria Police and the government. Well, Conservative commentator and director of Axiomatic Events, Dave Pellow, is the one who was on the receiving end of that $67,000 bill from the Victoria Police when he organised that tour. Let's get an update on developments. Dave Pellow, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Dave, what's the latest? You received the bill for $67,000. Have you paid that bill? No. Uh, we... Through my solicitor and with a great deal of legal advice, um, care of the Australian Free Speech Coalition, uh, we sent Victoria Police a letter politely explaining that they will never see a cent from us and we will vigorously resist the invoice in the court. And uh, we invite them to, to take us to court and um, see if the charges can be upheld. We're quite confident that a judicial review would find there's no legal basis for the charges and we would invite any person try, considering organising an event in Victoria to not be afraid of Victoria Police issuing them a bill as well because there's absolutely no reason why they should ever pay it and uh, we will certainly be happy to be the test case if uh, Victoria Police ever do choose to take us to court. However, to this point, silence has been the deafening reply. You mentioned the Australian Free Speech Coalition. This is a relatively newly formed group, and uh, as I understand it, there's a number of lawyers uh, who are a part of that group who are ready to defend levels of free speech where they see there's been an injustice done. Uh, is this the, the 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 is this the goal of this Free Speech Coalition? Uh, lawyers, um, academics um, from from other fields other than law and as well as law, uh, journalists and politicians. Uh, Senator Amanda Stoker is one of. There, there's a, a whole host of, of quite high-profile Australians who are very concerned about um, the attacks in general on free speech in Australia. And this particular case really catalyzed um, us all together. And 
shamelessly imitating the New Zealand Free Speech Coalition and with their full blessing, um, we've, we've formed the Australian one together. And yet the purpose is to, to make sure that when people who aren't able to defend themselves against a, a you know, significant entity like the Victorian government, um, that they actually, that we do fight these important fights because it's by degrees and inches uh, that we're losing our liberty in Australia. And we have to draw a line in the sand and say absolutely no further. Of course, there is a state election that's looming for Victoria and it's coming up on the 24th of November. Is this likely to be an issue that may actually even become part of a conservative campaign with the election? Are you aware of of this uh, this level of... Uh, issue with the Victoria Police, with the government's position? Is this something that the Victorian opposition are using to uh, to be part of their campaign that you're aware? I think the Victorian opposition's strategy for winning this election is wait for Daniel Andrews to do something really stupid. They don't seem to be on the front foot with anything. Um, however, um, I'm also aware that Daniel Andrews is possibly holding fire on taking this issue further in court because of how ridiculous and how embarrassing it would look for him to lose in in a court locally or federally um, and and be found to be violating and, and radically undermining common law rights in the state of Victoria. That would be a very bad look for election. So they may be just uh, keeping their powder dry until um, they've got nothing to lose. And uh, hopefully the uh, people of Victoria can see through that. Law and order is one of the issues uh, that campaigns in, at a state level uh, work with and uh, no doubt there'll be a an issue there for the opposition if they choose to pick up on that because uh, everyone I talk to uh, can't see any sense in sending the bill to the peace abiding gathering of people who are wanting to have a private gathering and talk about uh, issues of freedom. Well, uh, they really should because this is such a straightforward case. Uh, bad laws are easy to tell when you can't enforce them and the effects are really, really disastrous for the society. Now, we'll see whether or not the Victorian government can enforce their wrong interpretation on me with a judicial review. However, um, the the obvious effects of sending a $68,000 bill to a peaceful, law-abiding assembly of citizens expressing some political opinions is that you're going to get less peaceful assemblies. You're going to get people who's... There's going to be a chilling effect on the kind of debate that we should be encouraging in Australia. On the other hand, when you demonstrate to Antifa and these people who are willing to be the most irrational and the most violent... In, in any meeting, whether it's with other citizens or even with police, what you've demonstrated is that they now have an extra power, not only to intimidate and harass and threaten people, but they now have the ability to leverage a financial, a huge financial penalty on their targets. And so what we're going to see is more violence in the streets by Antifa, care of the enabling effect of, of this legislation that they're pretending exists in Victoria. How do you feel, though, as a person who organises events and 
there is a certain sense in which there's an animosity between the police and the sorts of events that you might organise. Uh, clearly, you wouldn't be setting out to make an enemy of the police. Uh, we need the police for our protection. But uh, this is where it's really contradictory. This is where this is almost unbelievable. And uh, you can't afford to, in fact, pay the bill because the precedent that would be set would be a precedent in place for every other conservative gathering where people might be talking about issues of freedom. Well, I certainly can't afford to pay the bill. There's no way there was $70,000 profit from a single event. There wasn't even $70,000 profit from the cumulative five events uh, from from that tour. Um, but more than that, uh, more than that, is there's a public interest that there be no public precedent set. And that's why it's very important for... Um, reputable media outlets like Vision Radio to spread the word. You don't have to pay these bill. It's a giant bluff that you will never, ever have to pay. The reality is that um, the public have been misled when they've been told that Milo Yiannopoulos' event organiser got a bill. He never got a bill. They never even sent him one. They've they've reported widely that uh, and the, the police minister claimed that he was sent a $50,000 bill but I'm friends with the organiser, and he's assured me directly that not only will he never ever pay it if he gets one, he hasn't ever got one. I'm the first person to receive an invoice, and I certainly won't pay it. And until you see that I've lost in court, you can be sure that nobody will ever have to pay a bill from Victoria Police. Let's talk about this issue. It's called victim blaming. Sorry, can I just add a very important point you made, and I, I do want to clarify is that 99.9% of the police in Victoria are admirable, brave, ethical, um, committed uh, citizens who uphold the law and take their lives in their hands and risk it for us and for protecting our rights every day. Everybody that turned up at the event in uniform was fully supportive, fully encouraging. There is absolutely no animosity between conservative event organisers and the vast majority of Victoria Police or the police in any other state. We cooperated with them fully and they really appreciated the two-way relationship that we managed to help them do their job properly. The problem is with the the bureaucratic politic ranks at the very highest um, parts of Victoria Police, the Police Minister and the Premier. Well, it, clearly it's not an accident because, as you say, with the Milo Yiannopoulos issue and uh, the suggestion that somebody sent a, a bill and then it happened with your organised event and you did receive in your hot little hand mm -hmm. uh, the bill and, as you say, $68,000. Uh, so this is not something that's accidental. It didn't accidentally happen. So there must be people in high places who are calling the shots this and, uh, and certainly, as as you say, uh, not blaming the police police who are out doing their job. They're under instructions from their superiors to be mm. out on the street doing what they do and protecting everyone involved. We actually, somebody we, sends the bill. We actually had information prior to receiving the formal quote, which we rejected formally. Um, we had information that um, they were suggesting $150,000 would be what we would have to pay. And we got information that they were hoping that that would dissuade us from our plans and that we would change our plans and not come to Victoria. Doesn't this mean, though, that any venue that might host an event that you are promoting may well have grounds for pulling that venue out from under you at the last minute because 
They know that you won't pay the bill when the Victorian police send that bill to you. What are your concerns about the way that there are ramifications? There are all sorts of flow-on effects from the way that police are charging for protection uh, and the way that organisers like yourself might have to contend uh, using venues uh, that will be prepared to take a risk. Well, there's no risk for the venue because the police have to do their job. The, it's it's in the legislation that they're there to uphold the law and protect the innocent against the violent. Um, it's it's the purpose of Victoria Police. It's one of the one of the very fundamental reasons why their invoice for services is unlawful is because it contradicts the the legislated purpose of police. The interpretation that that the police minister is using contradicts the legislated stated purpose of Victoria Police. So. Uh, venues need not be worried because the police turn up whether you pay the bill or not. I've spoken to the the inspector levels, um, the the sergeant levels in counterterrorism and everything, and and they've said, look, we we really want to you know know whatever we can to do the job as as best we can and and plan as best we can. But even if you don't pay the bill and don't cooperate with us, we will be there because that's our job. We will always be there to protect the people. Um, and the best way that they can. So, you know, the the bill really is a giant bluff. Um, the police have to do their job, which they're already paid to do by taxpayers. Um, we just need the policies and politicians to realise that the bad guys who need the penalty are the ones breaking the law, not the ones exercising common law constitutional rights. Well, Dave Pello, always good getting an update with you, and you are really at the centre of a significant controversy, and uh, there is a refusal that's coming uh, to paying that $68,000 bill, and uh, you're intending to continue to promote events, and some of those will be controversial events where the speakers uh, will be against the politically correct culture that seems to be prevalent, and not only in Victoria, but perhaps even all around Australia. Let me point people to the website where listeners can be in touch with you and some will be wanting to say uh, I'll support you I'll pray for you uh, knowing that this is your Christian conviction that leads you to right. to take this level of active engagement with the culture right now the website is davepello.com davepello p-e-l-l-o-w-e dot com Dave thanks so much for giving us an update today on 2020 always a blessing Neil before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.